Who could have imagined going from 5,000 copies of the Book of Mormon to 200 million? We know that Joseph saw the gospel rolling forth and covering the earth, but this is just a miracle. It's a miracle that it got published in the first place. It's a miracle that it came forth. It's a miracle that it was accepted by so many, but it's a profound miracle in my life that I have come to know that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God. And the real miracle happens when you come to know for yourself. That's what changes lives. That's what changed my life. And so that's the encouragement to read the Book of Mormon, to find out that it is true, and thereby come to know that Jesus is the Christ. This is Sarah Jane Weaver, Executive Editor of The Church News, welcoming you to The Church News Podcast. We are taking you on a journey of connection as we discuss news and events of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The collective Come Follow Me study of the Book of Mormon for members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in 2024 comes at a time when distribution of the sacred book has hit a significant milestone. The Church printed 5,000 copies of the Book of Mormon in 1830. The organization had distributed 100 million copies by the year 2000. And as of the summer of 2023, that number had doubled. Now more than 200 million copies of the Book of Mormon have entered the hands of individuals worldwide seeking to know more about Jesus Christ and His role in their lives. This episode of the Church News Podcast features Elder Dale G. Renland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, sharing his testimony of the Book of Mormon during this significant time in church history. Elder Renlund, thank you so much for being willing to talk to us today about the Book of Mormon, which is the course of study for 2024 for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As we prepare to study the Book of Mormon next year, can you share some of your thoughts with us? Well, I think that the Book of Mormon is really a keystone, a cornerstone of our faith. And it testifies of Christ, and it helps everyone come to Christ. And so I think it's a wonderful course of study for the year. You have spoken before about finding Jesus Christ as the treasure in the Book of Mormon and not getting too bogged down with the history or chronology of that. Can you talk about that again? I think that sometimes the question is, how do you avoid getting into the history and lose Christ? And I think it's important every time we pick up the Book of Mormon that we see that it is subtitled Another Testament of Jesus Christ. And that's actually worth noting every time is that we're picking up something that's another testament of Jesus Christ. When he was a mission president, President Marion D. Hanks taught his missionaries coming out of the chute that what they should do is take a a new copy of the Book of Mormon and they should mark or underline Every passage that refers to Christ, names Christ, or is somehow referencing him, and underline or mark that. And as they do that, it keeps the focus on Jesus Christ. I think the other piece that's important is that the history is not bad. It just needs to be in the context. And so understanding the history is good if it gives the context to the testimony of Christ that's there. So it isn't that it's this dichotomy. We either know the history or we know of Christ. 
It's actually we do both. And the history forms a foundation that helps us understand Jesus Christ more and what's going on through his prophets throughout the Book of Mormon history. Now, because of the four-year cycle of how we study the standard works in the church, the last time that we studied the Book of Mormon for Come, Follow Me was during a pandemic. And during that time, a lot of people had more time at home. They got more into the scriptures. What are some of the lessons that we learned from the pandemic that could be relevant to us in 2024? I think one of the most important lessons we learned during the pandemic is how it really is best when it's home-centered, church-supported. And that's a lesson that shouldn't be lost now because the same thing is true. It's home-centered, church-supported. So as we learn in Come, Follow Me, as we go through those lessons and we try to get those lessons at home, we come to church to have those lessons reinforced. And so one of the great things about the pandemic, and there aren't many, but one of the great ones was it reinforced home-centered, church-supported way to study and learn the gospel. And that's what should continue. This is an exciting time for the Book of Mormon. We, as a church, have just published the 200th millionth copy of the Book of Mormon. Can you talk about that very impressive milestone? I think that President Nelson has said that the Book of Mormon is the tool of the gathering, and that as the Book of Mormon increases in distribution, it's a manifestation of the Lord hastening his work. And we have so many other channels in which we can receive it or learn about it or share the Book of Mormon. And I think the Lord is giving us tools to use to hasten his work. And part of that is using the tool of the gathering, which is the Book of Mormon. And so it is a remarkable achievement, but I don't think it's the achievement that we should be satisfied with. It is, what is it to achieve? It's to invite people to come to Christ and to be converted to him, to become his disciple, to get on and stay on the covenant path. That's the purpose of the tool. The tool may be beautiful. The tool is wonderful, but it's really what it is to accomplish as it's distributed in the world, that is key. So it took 170 years to get the first 100 million, 25 years to get the second 100 million. I'm glad you spoke about the hastening. But now we are blessed to have the Book of Mormon through so many other channels. How can we find the Book of Mormon in all of these channels? It's easy to go to them. I think a key, though, is that not everybody needs to use every channel. I think most of us will be fine picking one or two or three that we use and then use them well and effectively become familiar with them. But it means that there are so many different ways. People deal with it in so many different approaches, but it can work for anybody. So nobody needs to use all of them, but everybody can use at least one of them to share or to learn. President Nelson has extended a prophetic invitation to everyone to immerse themselves in the Book of Mormon. How does daily immersion in this sacred book of scriptures draw us closer to the Savior? So President Nelson has clearly talked about it, but even in the introduction to the Book of Mormon, I'm going to read it, is that it started with Joseph Smith saying this, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, 
and a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. So Joseph Smith said it, President Nelson said it, and virtually every prophet in between has said the same thing. They're saying the same message, that it is by abiding by the precepts that we find in the Book of Mormon that we draw closer to Jesus Christ. I think the other issue is President Nelson has talked about daily immersion in it, daily study. And I think if we think of our spiritual health, daily doing it is better than not doing it for six days and then binging. And so just as it's not good for my health, if what I choose to do out of efficiency is I fast for six days and then gorge myself the seventh day, that's not a recipe for good health. Instead, a recipe for good health is a good diet every day. In the same way, daily immersion in the Book of Mormon is the right way to acquire the spiritual nourishment that we need. Now, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have this great way to study the Book of Mormon with Come, Follow Me. What message do you have for individuals or families that have never really embraced Come, Follow Me or home-centered study of the gospel? The wonder of Come, Follow Me is that it's terrific for busy moms and busy dads because of the way it's organized. So if we're really busy, the worst thing that we can do is to make it overly complex, to think that it has to be done in a certain way. It has to be a lesson. It has to be that way. Instead, what we can do is we can take out our little Gospel Library app. We can go to Come Follow Me 2024 tile. We go to Individuals and Families. We go to the material. You go to the week, and you see what is there, and you can scroll through it, and you get to a place that talks about ideas for family scripture study and home evening, and all of a sudden you have some passages. You can just read those. You can ask what the application is, or you find where there's a video that you can show and ask people in the family what they saw. And it doesn't require a huge amount of preparation to do that because it's laid out, it's simple. And I think then you do just that. You show the video, ask your children, and then you say, as a busy mom or busy dad, well, that was great, let's have prayer and go to bed. And so I think the biggest challenge is thinking that there's a huge preparation that's needed, whereas just getting into it, just starting it, picking the week, find, just looking through and seeing what, little piece you want to read out of there. I think that helps. What difference will this make in their lives? Well, if we abide the precepts in the Book of Mormon, we draw closer to Jesus Christ. That's the promise from the prophets. And I think that the difference it makes is that if you help young children or old children draw closer to the Savior by means of Come Follow Me, by means of the Book of Mormon, it makes all the difference. Because the success, I think, as a parent is measured primarily by your commitment to helping your children become faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. And this is the tool by which it can be done. The Church is in the process of releasing new illustrated Book of Mormon stories and videos. 
Can you talk about these and how these can be an additional tool to families? I think we think of these stories, the Book of Mormon stories and things, that they might be for children. I find them fascinating because they're so engaging. And so if I were uh, new to the church, either as a friend or as a new convert, these Book of Mormon stories and illustrations that the church is preparing and using can give me a broad overview so I get the picture, and then I can read, and then I read with greater understanding. I don't think it's just for children. I think it's for all of us so that we see things in a little different way, we imagine things in a little different way, we get more into the story, and we realize what it would have been like to be in a certain situation. President Nelson has said the Book of Mormon contains the answers to life's most compelling questions. Is this something that you have found as well? President Nelson said, My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you'll make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open and you'll receive answers to your own questions and direction for your life. And so that's the promise from President Nelson. But I think the reason he can make that promise is that as we study the Book of Mormon, as we abide by its precepts, the Holy Ghost becomes more of a constant companion. And it's by inspiration and revelation through the Holy Ghost that we make better decisions in our lives. And so I've found that to be true, that when studying in the Book of Mormon, when that's part of what I do every day, it helps me have the Holy Ghost with me in a better way. And that always leads to better decisions. The other thing that President Nelson has taught us very recently is to think celestial. And part of that is to have an eternal perspective. And as we immerse ourselves in the Book of Mormon, it helps us understand the Savior and his role in the plan of salvation and exaltation. It helps us have that eternal perspective. And that helps us that instead of being myopic and focusing on the challenge right at hand, we see the bigger picture, and that bigger picture allows us to have hope and faith in the future. What advice do you have for members as they study the Book of Mormon? Do you have any advice that will make their Book of Mormon study more compelling or more successful? I think that what Marion D. Hanks taught his missionaries Focus on Jesus Christ as you go through it. The marking or underlining any time the Savior is mentioned. The next time through the Book of Mormon, he told his missionaries they should focus on the doctrine of Christ, underline whatever relates to that. What is terrific about that kind of an approach is you're not just reading to get to an end of a chapter. You're reading to see something. It's like having a question as you go into the Book of Mormon. If I have particular questions that are on my mind and I'm reading the Book of Mormon with those questions in mind, I'll find those answers. So one of the things that I think is great for everyone is to ask themselves, what are the challenges I'm struggling with? What are the questions that I have? And approach the study of the Book of Mormon with those questions in mind because it's those questions, those concerns that somehow serve as a springboard for revelation to come as we read the Book of Mormon. 
Joseph Smith translated the Book of Mormon from an ancient language. Leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in recent decades have translated it into so many more languages so that it can be available to all people in their own tongue. Can you comment about that? I think the Savior said this in the Doctrine and Covenants, section 90, verse 11. And this is the foundation of why we translate it into so many languages. For it shall come to pass in that day that every man shall hear the fullness of the gospel in his own tongue and in his own language through those who are ordained unto this power by the administration of the Comforter shed forth upon them for the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I think that that is the foundational doctrine or principle for us to translate it so that regardless of language, the language of your heart is what it touches. And so we're doing this almost as fast as we can and just on and on and on so that everybody can receive this in their own tongue. And you think about the languages that exist in so many countries in the world. There are scores, there are hundreds of major languages that we're going to need to translate it to because it's the language of the heart. Now, Swedish was my first language. And then my family lived in Sweden when I was a teenager for a few years. And then I went on a mission to Sweden, so I'm pretty good at Swedish. But I remember after my mission and coming home to my home ward and hearing the sacrament prayers for the first time in two years in English, and it made me weep because English had become the language of my heart. And I think that's what we're trying to do is to have it so that the language of the heart is what people will have the Book of Mormon in, that it can resonate in that way for them. When we think about history and we think about all that they went through to print that first copy of the Book of Mormon, that first batch, and now we contemplate 200 million copies, what does that tell you about the rolling forth of the Restoration? That the Lord is in control. Who could have imagined going from 5,000 copies to 200 million? And we know that Joseph saw the gospel rolling forth and covering the earth. But this is just a miracle. It's a miracle that it got published in the first place. It's a miracle that it came forth. It's a miracle that it was accepted and by so many. But it's a profound miracle in my life that I have come to know that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, that it was received and translated as Joseph said it was. And that's a miracle, that I know this myself. And that blessing is available to everyone to know for themselves that the Book of Mormon is true. And the things that that leads to, if I may, let me just read from the Book of Mormon introduction again, because this is what I found to be true. When I was 11 years old, I'd been invited, as the youth had, by the mission president in Sweden to read the Book of Mormon. And then later, a counselor in the mission presidency invited us to pray about what we were reading. And I remember the very night when it happened for me. I remember waiting until my brother had gone to sleep, kneeling on a very cold floor to ask if what I was reading in the Book of Mormon was true. And this amazing warmth filled me. 
as if I were being told, I've been telling you all along it's true. That was the beginning for me. So I tested the promise that's in Moroni. And then this is really what happens. We invite all men everywhere to read the Book of Mormon, to ponder in their hearts the message it contains, and then to ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if the book's true. Those who pursue this course and ask in faith will gain a testimony of its truth and divinity by the power of the Holy Ghost. Those who gain this divine witness from the Holy Spirit will also come to know by the same power that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, that Joseph Smith is his revelator and prophet in these last days, and that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's kingdom once again established on the earth preparatory to the second coming of the Messiah. I learned for myself that that's true. And so knowing Jesus Christ, knowing who he is and what he does for us in our lives now, started with that testimony of the Book of Mormon, and it continues to this day. As a special witness of the Savior, as we close today, can you share your testimony of Jesus Christ? I know that he lives. I know that Jesus Christ is my Savior and your Savior, my Redeemer and your Redeemer. That babe in Bethlehem was the God of the Old Testament. He lived in pre-mortality, and he came to earth to fulfill the Father's plan. He lived a perfect life, and then he brought about this infinite and extraordinary atoning sacrifice. And then he ascended to heaven and claimed the rights of mercy on behalf of Heavenly Father's children, on behalf of you and me, because he fulfilled the ends of the law. I know that that's true. It's not a cunningly devised fable. I absolutely know it's true. And I've learned that he's intimately involved in directing his church on the earth today. I know this. But that doesn't help you very much. I mean, it's okay. There's a spiritual gift to believe on those who know. But I think that's intended to be temporary. The real miracle happens when you come to know for yourself. That's what changes lives. That's what changed my life. And so that's the encouragement to read the Book of Mormon, to find out that it is true, and thereby come to know that Jesus is the Christ. That's my testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You have been listening to the Church News Podcast. I'm your host, Church News Executive Editor Sarah Jane Weaver. I hope you have learned something today about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by peering with me through the Church News window. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so it can be accessible to more people. And if you enjoyed the messages we shared today, please make sure you share the podcast with others. Thanks to our guests, my producer Kellyanne Halverson, and others who make this podcast possible. Join us every week for a new episode. Find us on your favorite podcasting channels or with other news and updates on the church on thechurchnews.com.